Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. If you've listened to the Yoga Girl podcast before, you've probably heard me talk about TransferWise, a cheaper, faster way for people and businesses to send money internationally. But there is something unique about TransferWise that I haven't highlighted, and that's their empathetic approach. The team at TransferWise always treats you with respect and understanding. Maybe the best example of this is TransferWise's price comparison tool. By simply clicking compare price on the homepage, you'll instantly be able to see if TransferWise is actually the cheapest option for your transfer. If it isn't, they'll make sure to tell you what actually is. You can always get connected with a real live person if you need help or have any questions. And what's more, they actually listen to customer feedback. When customers said they wished they could convert different currencies all on their own, TransferWise spent a long time developing their multi-currency account. It lets you hold over 40 different currencies and you can convert between them whenever you like. Over 5 million people are already saving with TransferWise. Want to see for yourself what makes TransferWise different? Test them out for free at transferwise.com yoga or download the app. That's transferwise.com yoga. Welcome to a new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I hope we're Wherever you are in this moment, right here, right now, that you are feeling really good. Oh, I really hope you've had a, a good past week. I feel like we've had some astrological events that I love to blame <laughs> for having a challenging time. It's Virgo season. Uh, anyone who knows anything about astrology, I keep hearing that things are challenging because it's Virgo season. I don't know what that means, but I've had a little bit of a challenging week myself and just as I sat down to record, I can really feel it really in the pit of my belly. I really hope wherever you are that you are okay, that you know that you're held, supported, loved, not alone. And if for any reason you're going through a challenging time and you don't feel any of those things, that you can do something actionable today to take you to a place that's closer to that. Whether that's reaching out to a friend or Something that I really love, we have the Yoga Girl community group on Facebook. Every day, all day long, thousands of people are sharing amazing, heartfelt, vulnerable pieces of themselves and their hearts and getting sometimes really good advice, sometimes just people who listen. Yeah, people who can hold space for us to just be there, to make us feel like we're not alone, like there's other people that walk this earth with us. So just a little reminder to start this podcast, if you're having a hard time, know that there's people out there ready to support you, people who got your back, maybe people you've never even met in person, but who feel the same things you do. So um, thank you for listening, and I hope you're good. How about we close our eyes and take a full, full breath in. 
beginning to bring some awareness into the body, some awareness into your heart space. Speaking from the heart, how you doing? <laughs> how are you feeling right now? I am feeling, I'm sitting here smiling. <laughs> Last week's episode, if you listen to that, I had beautiful person online. I think I started the podcast crying, I think. <laughs> Last week's episode. I just had a big uh, had a big epiphany about feeling purposeful in this world. The other day, a couple of weeks ago, Dennis and I went out into our garden. Uh, he is becoming a really, really good videographer and photographer, and he's editing and doing all this amazing production work for our many of our businesses. It really kind of happened on his on its own. Suddenly, he's just our video guy, and he's doing really well. And he's been kind of nagging me for a while. He's like, "Hey, let's do like a little video, like a little super short little yoga snippet for like Instagram or social or whatever, just so I can practice my skills a little bit." And I was like, "Okay, like I don't think anybody's gonna get upset if I post a little yoga flow on Instagram. Like that's cool. There's Instagram IGTV now, so you can do. I mean, it's been around a long time, but I never got into it. But you can do 10 minute videos there. So let's do a 10 minute flow. Okay, cool." And then as we were about to do it, uh, we kept finding reasons as to like why it didn't work and we didn't have a babysitter and then, da, da. and then sometimes when we film together, I get really frustrated. I like things to happen really quickly. And then we started setting up, but then we got a little like pissy with each other and we didn't do it. Anyway, we just had these little obstacles of like, he really, really wanted to film this thing. And then finally he was like, okay, I'm setting everything up outside. Like someone's coming over to help with the baby. Let's take 10 minutes and do this thing. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. And we went outside and I didn't really plan or prep or anything, but I teach yoga. <laughs> we talk about this in our yoga teacher trainings, how you should never be like Rachel. But whenever I teach yoga, I never prep or plan my classes ever and never have, probably will never start. But that's just my way. I like to feel into the energy of the, of the people who show up and then I, I create in the moment. But when it comes to filming your classes, you know, you can't draw from the energy of people in front of you because you're sitting there alone teaching to a camera, which can be really hard. So normally when I when we record a class, I'll think about it, you know, okay, so what are we going to do now? What's this theme? What are we, you know, and I really, really didn't. I had no plan whatsoever. He just pulled me outside and I sat down. I was like, hmm, okay, let's do something for like upper back or neck because I was feeling some neck tension. And I did a little flow, one take, that's it. And then he edited it the same day and I just put it on put it on IGTV and that was it. And I had a really nice response and a bunch of people said, oh, this is so nice, I could follow this from home. And you know, and I didn't think more about it than that. And then I had a hard kind of couple of days. I don't know why. I, I, I talked a little bit about this in the last podcast, but I was feeling really totally doubting myself. I was feeling really insecure. I had all of this anxiety for whatever reason. And I had a whole night where I was just awake to thinking about how terrible everything was and how nothing in my life was going to work out. Like I just got sucked into one of those little self-pity places. And then was awoken the next day with a message from a girl who wrote me who had broken her neck five months earlier and uh, totally given up on yoga, paralyzed from the chest down with some movement of her of her arms, but paralyzed and in a wheelchair from uh, paralyzed from the from the waist down and had totally given up on yoga and then came up. She said was just scrolling through whatever and came across this video. And in the video, I'm sitting. I'm not doing any other poses. I'm just sitting on the mat. And because she has movement of her upper body and her arms and shoulders, she could do the entire class, right? The whole, whole class. And then as she wrote this, she wrote that this was her 
Like this was her reintroduction to yoga, the first moment she had of, of finding yoga back in her life and realizing that it is an accessible practice, it is inclusive, and yeah, I can still practice yoga even in this chair. And um, as I said in the last podcast, it was just one of those, like I could barely read that message out loud in the podcast without crying because it really, oh, everyone I showed this to was just, oh, it made me feel so much, it made me feel so, so, so much. But as I've been reflecting on this over the past week was the synchronicity of things, right? And how we never really know how the actions we take are going to affect somebody else. And those little things that we put effort into every day, those little things that we create. And I sometimes can get very caught up in the idea of like, what I do isn't important, right? Especially if I'm in that funky place, like pre-period hormonal, like everything sucks, kind of complainy kind of vibe that oh, nothing I do matters anyway, right? And I was thinking about like this, the book I wrote, no one's going to read it. It's not going to change anybody's lives. And then like, who cares what I do anyway? Like, what does it matter? And then one message like this, and it just made me really contemplate of the whole effect of Dennis's idea to do this class, him getting into videography, the hurdles we had, and then just plopping down on the floor and doing it, right? And I really believe that this girl needed that practice at that moment. It was a universal thing where it kind of struck me in that moment without planning to do the class exactly that way because somewhere, you know, thousands of miles away on the other side of the world, literally, is a woman, a girl who who needed exactly that at the exact moment that she found it and it had the potential to change her life and it actually did. Like, it actually did. So was it random that I, without planning or prepping, chose to do that sequence? Like, do I normally come to my mat and just sit? No, like I, I spend a lot of time in other shapes and of course down dogs and tabletop and all these things and very rarely even open my own practice seated. So why was that 10 minute practice, the first ever IGTV practice we've ever put out? I've filmed hundreds of classes in my life. Why was it exactly like that? Because there was a bigger picture there, right? That I couldn't see or be aware of in that moment. And I'm so convinced that everything is so beautifully aligned, right? It happened that way because it was supposed to happen that way. And then she wrote me that message when I needed that message in return. So it was this win-win across oceans, like across the world, this synchronicity of life when we're open to it is remarkable, like absolutely fucking remarkable, right? And then that's the thing, since we can't know how our actions are going to or have the potential to impact someone else, we have to just continue doing what we do anyway, right? We can't let that voice in the back of our heads telling us that nothing matters. We can't let, let that voice take over and stop doing the thing that we feel passionate about. And that's the dangerous thing about creation, I think. Whatever it is that we are creating... For me, I I create yoga classes. I create experiences for people to move into their bodies, to feel things in their hearts. I create with my writing, right? And writing books, if it's writing a book or writing a post for Instagram by evoking emotion through my writing. I create right now. I'm sitting here creating by recording this podcast, speaking these words out loud, right? Maybe you are creating a new business, a new project. Maybe you're creating a painting, a dance, a choreography. You're creating something that's really unique and special to you, but we're all creating something. And I think the moment we stop creating, usually that coincides with some sort of slump, right? That, that not feeling good 
if we stop creating or we stop feeling inspired to create, it's because there's something around us happening that needs to change, right? And I, I love, I, I know I've spoken about this before, but the, the art of not giving a fuck <laughs> in there, he has this brilliant piece about, you know, people, we confuse ourselves thinking that we need to be motivated to take action right? We need to first feel inspired, which motivates us, which causes us to take action and go do the thing, right? But actually, it, it works in this continuous loop of maybe we don't feel inspired at all. We have no motivation at all. But sometimes we just have to get off our butts without any inspiration, without feeling motivated and just do the thing anyway. And then once we do it, we put that energy into action and that leads us to finding inspiration, to feeling inspired, which motivates us, which leads us to create. Right? So sometimes we just have to get off our butts and start. You are listening to The Yoga Girl Podcast. Conversations from the heart. As you may know, my husband Dennis has been eating vegan for about a year now. I'm really, really proud of him. This was a hard step for him to take. His new food journey has been really fun to follow along. He's really good and creative too, but I'm the one who's always telling him he needs to open up his own vegan food truck on the island. We love veganizing all of his favorite foods from his non-vegan days, and vegan junk food for those fun occasions are his absolute specialty. Our latest go-to is wings. We made the most amazing gluten free cauliflower wings last week. Of course, we had three different varieties, traditional hot wings, barbecue, and Jamaican jerk. My recipe includes, of course, cauliflower, and for the batter, I use a nut milk, water, different spices, and Bob's Red Mill garbanzo bean flour. After you are done breading your cauliflower, you bake them, coat them with your sauce of choice, make a little margarita, okay, this is optional, but highly encouraged, and then kick back with some delicious vegan comfort food and your handsome husband. That's a perfect evening in my book. Bob's Red Mill garbanzo bean flour is stone ground from rich and hearty whole garbanzo beans. It's high in fiber, protein, and iron, and a popular ingredient that can be used for much more than just cauliflower wings. You can try it in crackers, pizza crusts, breads, and cakes, and all sorts of things. It can also be used to thicken soups, sauces, and gravies. As always, Bob's Red Mill has us covered. Head over to bobsredmill.com slash yogagirl to check out their awesome products and to enter for a chance to win some really fun Bob's Red Mill goodies. One winner will be selected by random selection each month. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
whatever it is that we're creating, whenever we get confused and start thinking that it really, really, really matters how this thing is received, we start putting too much focus on that and we lose focus from that actual process of creating, that's when we start to enter a dangerous space. Yeah, are you guys following me? So me, for instance, when I get really caught up in the idea of how are people gonna like my book? And if I just think about that, what if I had written this book with other people in mind? And this is unfortunately how a lot of people go about their work, right? We start to think, okay, I need to do something that everybody's going to love. So what is everybody going to love? I'm going to write this and make sure that everybody receives it really well. And it's one, impossible to please everybody. Impossible, absolutely impossible. And when we're so caught up in thinking about how everybody else is going to like what we're doing, we lose sight of whether or not we like what we're doing. And us being in the zone of creating whatever it is we're creating, being in the moment, that fire of inspiration, it comes from deep inside of our hearts. And we have to stay super present with that to be able to fulfill and complete whatever it is that we're doing. And whenever we get lost in the idea of other people's perception of what we're creating, then we lose sight of everything. We start to doubt ourselves. Oh, wait, maybe they're not going to like it. Or maybe we get criticism like halfway through. Someone doesn't like the thing. And then we start doubting ourselves altogether. Like maybe it was a terrible idea. Or maybe I should have thought this through. Or, oh, I'm not good enough. Or who am I? Like, who am I to write a book? Who am I to start a podcast? Who am I to be a yoga teacher? Who am I to whatever it is that you really want to do? Who are you not to be? Like, that's really the question. And the more we stay focused on actually doing the thing, right? Using that inspiration as fuel to motivate us to take action and then having that continuous loop move forward all the time. The more we stay focused, the more amazing that creation is going to be. The more true to you that creation is going to be, the more unique to you it's going to be. And also what I really, really believe, the more in time it's going to be a fit. So I really think that I really think that there is something really divine about the timing in which we find things and when things are released out into the world. And when we're in the zone, we're put in this place of flow where everything in all of the universe aligns with us to have that thing be created when it needs to be created, right? And that's when the timing of things just kind of unfolds exactly the way it's supposed to. And things build from there. And whether or not it's a critical success or not, or a financial success or whatever it is, that that thing, whatever that thing that happens later becomes secondary because the whole point of it was creating. And when we're in the flow and we do that, the timing can align in such a way that what you did has the potential to change someone's life. And now, and I was questioning to myself, I said, okay, sometimes I think that I don't matter or the things I do aren't so important. Does it, if I really love what I'm doing, does it matter? Like really, does it really, really, really matter? I know now that one class I put out, which honestly wasn't effort, right? It was just it was just being in the moment, doing this thing for 10 minutes, no effort at all. Uh, effort from my husband's <laughs> side, of course, like dragging me to the mat, all of that. But it was effortless in that moment, right? I didn't have to think about anything. It's just a class. Like anyone who teaches something who's taught for a while knows that there is a way to put yourself in that space of flow, right? But knowing that that changed one person's life, like that was able to be serve as a door opener back into the practice of yoga like that one moment changed one person's life that's enough oh my god 
Like, does it have to change 100,000 people's lives for it to be worth it? No. Does it have to even change someone's life to be worth it? Is it enough that it impacts someone? And what if that person is you? And I think the more time we spend really focused on other people's perception of our work, the more lost we're going to be. I mean, that's, oh, as I say that, I just, I just, I just know it's true. It's so true. The more time we spend immersed in other people's perception of our creation or other people's perception of who we are or what we're putting out into the world, the faster we're going to get lost and the faster we're going to lose sight of what we're doing. And the more time we spend fully immersed in the moment, knowing that we're creating what we're creating from a purpose, right? And, and, and this is also really important. We have to have that purpose set super straight. And it needs to be something that's genuine and authentic and true. Because then the rest doesn't really matter, right? And there's going to be people who love your work. There's going to be people who hate your work. At the end of the day, it won't matter because you did the thing. And you'll continue doing the thing regardless, so I really had this week now where I was kind of first this happened and I was I was in this beautiful contemplation of feeling in awe of everything and and so grateful for this girl and uh, you know and, and I get as a, someone who has a big social media presence I get a lot of messages from people who comment on how they are impacted by something that I have done which I think is a huge privilege when it comes to being a creator of any kind is is speaking to your community and knowing how things are received but of course it's good and bad so someone might tell me oh that thing that you wrote really really touched my heart oh made me realize that I haven't been releasing these feelings that I have felt and then I had you know and, and tell me little stories about their lives and how something I did impacted them which is beautiful to read and then of course I also get the like oh my god you fucking suck and all you do is talk about yourself <laughs> or some sort of negative comment of someone who doesn't like what I created and it's really hard to not get affected by either sides of this, right? It's really hard to not have the positive stuff get to your head. And it's really hard to not have the negative stuff get to your heart, right? It's really hard to be completely objective and un unattached to the outcome and to what other people tell you about how they perceive you. And what I have found for myself personally is that when I listen too much to all of these voices outside of myself, I completely lose that inspiration to create in the first place. And that's, I think I'm kind of hitting that, the, hitting the head of the nail. <laughs> what's the, what's the saying I'm looking at? I think I've, I've struck some sort of really important realization there because I am the kind of person who listen a lot to what other people say. I really want other people to like my work. I want other people to like me. I am, I might sometimes act as if like, I don't give a fuck. And you know, if you don't like what I do, then screw you. Like, I really care. <laughs> I deeply, genuinely care. I really care about other people's well-being. I care about other people feeling like they fit in. I really, if someone ever tells me like they feel like they're not, like they don't have a place or they don't resonate with, with what I'm doing or with the Yoga Girl community, I really take that to heart, right? And then ask them, how can I, how can I include you more? How can I make this more all-encompassing? How can I re really open our arms and, and have this be a space where everyone can feel like they're home? Whenever we get ever, uh, uh, we do these feedback forms for all of our retreats and trainings at the studio, anything that's ever remotely like suggestive for, for something that needs to be changed or negative feedback or anything like that, like, oh my God, we have meetings about that. And how can we, if it's something that's real, of course, like how can we make this better? And how can we make sure that we don't ever have that problem again? Or how can we make sure that everyone leaves here feeling a 
thousand percent uplifted, held safe every single step of the way. It's really, really important. And I think when you have that kind of care, like I really care in all of these ways, it makes it also really hard to shrug things off when it's too much. And that's the shitty part about social media is that it's constantly too much. (laughs) At least it is for me. And if I look for it every day, I can find a hundred people who who don't like what I do. I can find a hundred people who don't resonate with the way I presented something or that don't resonate with whatever thing I just shared or the thing, you know, just today. And this is, you know, I'm writing, this is a weekend, pretty early morning. Like only today, I have had negative feedback from someone Uh, uh, telling me I don't take good enough care of my daughter's teeth. Uh, There was a snap of my daughter smiling, like playing with her mouth open and she had eaten blueberries. There's a little speck of blueberry on her tooth. And I had like a bunch of dentists and people tell me like, I take terrible care of my kid's tooth and take her to the dentist like that. And then someone was telling me that uh, I really shouldn't talk about my health issues because I'm promoting diet culture. Anytime I mentioned that I have candida and I I changed my diet I really shouldn't do that someone said I shouldn't have my kid loose in the grocery store that's really disrespectful someone else said my arm looked really fat in this photo that I posted (laughs) I mean I can go on and on and on like if I look for it I will find a hundred different people every single day who disagree with something or who are judging me in some shape or form and when you are a person who's sensitive to that stuff that's really 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 dangerous (laughs) it really is And I used to think that, okay, well, if someone doesn't like something, if something's not good, that means I have to change it, right? So, okay, maybe then I have to like put a little disclaimer, like FYI, everyone, my kid's eating blueberries. She's not, her teeth are not full of rotting holes. Or maybe I should never, ever share like something of Leia Luna with her mouth open again. You know, like I would actually think about how I can shift or change to better fit with the people criticizing me with their idea of what I should be. And once you do that, that's a slippery slope you do not want to want to go down. I mean, that's a really, 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 really shitty place to be. When we start bending over backwards, changing ourselves because of that fear of other people not approving of who we are. We do that long enough, we're not going to have a clue of who we actually are anymore. We're not. And then that doubt and that insecurity is going to be infused into every single thing we do. So even if that inspiration and the motivation strikes us to create something, we're going to have this thought at the back of our head all the time of how are people, are people going to like this? I got to make sure people like this. And it's going to impact what we create and how we create it, which of course will impact the end result. You are listening to the Yoga Girl podcast, conversations from the heart. Are you coming to my yoga class in Los Angeles next month? I am so excited to head back to LA. Every time I go, I see friends. It's one of my favorite cities to visit. And of course, one of my favorite places to shop. LA shops, I feel, are always really health conscious. You can find great sustainable products, especially when it comes to skincare. What we put on our body is just as important as what we put in our bodies, if not more. My go-to is natural, nourishing, and harm-free. That's why I'm so excited that today's podcast episode is sponsored by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based results-driven skincare line. Straight from LA, Osea puts your health and the health of our planet absolute first. With potent skin and body care solutions that are pure, safe, and effective, Osea can help you reveal and illuminate your own natural radiance. Each product is infused with sustainably sourced organic Patagonian seaweed and active botanicals that create a nutrient and mineral-rich bioavailable base. This base allows product to easily absorb into the skin and effectively bring about balance while nourishing your skin. 
Founded and run by a family of women, every product is sustainably packaged, non-toxic, cruelty-free, vegan, and made with love in California. If you're in the LA area, stop by the Osea Venice Skincare Studio to try it out for yourself. Have a personal skin consultation, enjoy a customized facial, and take advantage of their in-house expert estheticians to find the best products for you and your skin. I hope to see you in LA soon. Use Yoga Girl at the checkout for $10 off of your first purchase of $50 at Osea. I feel like, especially in the world of social media, every day, all the time, we see people's we see people creating things with that in mind, right? Especially when it comes to how we present ourselves. I mean, I feel like social media right now is just filled with people who are photoshopping themselves and and changing how they how they look and using these apps to enhance or change the body or. I keep, whenever I'm on Facebook, I keep getting these ads for these really scary apps. It's like a video on the left side. It's a, it's a totally beautiful, regular woman. And she has like a little zit or something. And then on the right side, it shows like, uh, like a little marker, making her nose smaller, removing the zit and making her face more narrow, contouring her, putting makeup on her, all this stuff. And I was just like, like, and then comparing them side by side like look how terrible she looked and look how how great she can look with this app and I was so like in awe like there's no way this is allowed like how is this (laughs) maybe I'm living under some rock that I'm just like finding this maybe this is totally normal but I downloaded this app it was free I'm like I have to see what this is and I went through these filters like you can just click a filter of different kinds of, of facial shapes and all these things and I did that for like five minutes. Like Dennis, look, like the look at this. And yeah, I can put eyeshadow on. I can do all this stuff. After a while, I was like, ooh, I look really good. Like I, there was one that had, I had freckles and then my nose was smaller and my eyebrows were fuller. And I was like, this is really nice. And then there was a button that you could, you could click that compared you to your real face. So as you're holding this phone up in front of your face, all of a sudden you went back to seeing what you really look like. <laughs> which was, you know, my shiny forehead and my zits and little wrinkles under my eyes and this bad lighting. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And suddenly I feel shitty about the way I look from spending five minutes on an app that I downloaded sarcastically because I'm upset about it. (laughs) So even though I'm very conscious about like, this is ridiculous. How can they market this stuff? How can they market this stuff? How is this allowed? And I download it to see what it actually is. And even like that, I get sucked into it. And after five minutes, I start feeling like, oh my God, I'm actually really ugly. I actually need to start wearing some makeup. I actually need to like, ooh, maybe I should like change my face. I really shouldn't be on Instagram story, like sharing how I actually look. It's crazy how scary this stuff is and how fast it works. And that's what happens when we get so caught up into thinking that what everybody else cares about me, that's the most important thing. And I have to change. I have to adapt. I have to fit into this really narrow, tight, scary ass bullshit little box of what everyone else tells me I should look like or what social media tells me I should look like or what all the ads or magazines or movies or all this stuff tells me I should look like. And this is... I feel in Swedish, we would call it a samhällsproblem. Like it's a, it, it, it's a societal issue. It's like a really, really, really big and scary problem that we're facing in this world, but no one's really talking about it. And then we have these really amazing people out there there are people I feel super inspired by. Lizzo is one of them. Jamila Jamil, I love her so much. Um, people, uh, what's her name? Her name is Megan. Uh, she's Body Posy Panda on Instagram. She's amazing. So there's like a handful of people that I follow who who are just 
who are who they are, right? And they always just show the version of themselves that they are. And then every day you can see these comments on their posts like, oh, you're so brave. Uh, this other girl I love, Tess Holiday, I love following her. Uh, Jessamine Stanley, I love following her. Like there's great people out there who are just themselves. But then it's like, oh, you have to be brave to be who you are. <laughs> like just existing in this body the way I am without changing it, without hiding it, without conforming to society's standards, without slapping all these filters or makeup or Photoshop on me. That's brave, right? That's considered brave, just existing in the body we were already given. Because we get so confused with what actually important in life and I think once you exist from that place like if you get into the habit of you know exercising to lose weight like that that with that as your main pri primary goal is I have to change my body it's not good enough my body is too large my body weighs too much you know my hips are too wide or my thighs are too big or uh, the other way around you know you, you can be skinny and thin and, and of course still have prejudice on you as well it goes for everybody but mainly toward larger bodies But when you have this as kind of this is your starting point already in life is it's not okay to be who I am and people are not going to accept me for the way I am, who I am already, unless I adapt, unless I conform, unless I change, unless I try really, 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 really hard to fit into this box. So from that place of, of self-hatred, of self, you know, of insecurity, of self-judgment, how are we ever going to create that truly awesome, unique, badass thing that the universe has in mind for us to create. Like it's already faded. You're already meant to be putting this amazing thing out into the world. I really believe that. I really, from the bottom of my heart, believe that each of us has something truly unique that we're meant to create and put out there in the world. How are we ever going to get to that place of authenticity, at that place of, of unique awesomeness, if we're starting out already feeling like we're not good enough because people don't accept us the way we are, because we spend so much time listening to all these other voices, right? Looking around us, it starts super young, starts already like, damn, like kindergarten, school, pre-K, of course, teenage years, like shittiest years of all time, but it starts really, really, really early. And we're taught that, hey, it really matters more what everybody else thinks about me than it does what I think about me. And we have this habit of, of, of bending over backwards to change, to conform. It starts so early that I think it's, that's why we grow into adults who have no fucking clue of how to get to the core of what we're here to do. Right? That's why we feel like we don't have a purpose. It's why we feel purposeless, like we're aimlessly floating around this life. We don't know what we're meant to do. How could we possibly know what we're meant to do when we don't even know how to exist in our own bodies and feel good doing so? You are listening to The Yoga Girl Podcast. Conversations from the heart. Ever since getting Ringo neutered, his favorite thing to do is eat. His food, other dogs' food, Leia Luna's food that falls on the floor. With his new love of food has come a little bit of weight gain. Now, I love Ringo to death and my priority is his health. He has these tiny little legs, so I know every kilo he gains for his tiny little body maybe isn't that good for him. Now, the very best way to learn things about your dog's health that your vet can't tell you is to actually ask your dog. More specifically, your dog's DNA. 
That's why I just did the Embark DNA test for Ringo. Yeah, you heard that right. Ringo took the Embark Dog DNA Breed and Health Kit. Embark allows dog owners everywhere to learn about their pup's breed, ancestry, health traits, and even their family tree. The test can detect over 250 breeds and screens for more than 170 genetic health conditions. So whether your dog is purebred or mixed or a rescue, they're not immune to certain diseases and health issues. But with the results from Embark, you can find out the absolute best way to care for them health-wise. It can even help create a training plan. Ringo may not be able to speak, but this test can do the talking for him. The test is super simple. You do a mouth swab for your pup and the results are so helpful. Try it for yourself and your furry friend. Embark is the best dog DNA test you'll find rated number one by customers and developed by veterinarians and top animal scientists in partnership with Cornell University. It's not only helpful, it's super fun too. I'm sure Ringo would tell you exactly the same. Right now for our listeners, Embark has an exclusive summer offer that you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the promo code YOGAGIRL to save 15% off of your dog DNA test kit. Discover your dog more than fur deep. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use the promo code YOGAGIRL to save. It's all a big, you know, I feel like it's all a big conspiracy. And at the end of the day, we have all of these, you know, big brands, big companies, making a ton of money off of the fact that we're taught to not like ourselves the way we are. And then we can spend our whole lives chasing that dream, right? Knowing that, that you know, maybe have that feeling of I'm meant to be doing something bigger. Like, do you feel that way right now? That in your life as you are, like, I'm meant to be doing something bigger than this. It's because you are. You are. You are meant to be doing something bigger than the job you're stuck in right now that you really hate. Right? You're meant to be doing something bigger than being weighed down by whatever judgments or beliefs that are, are put there by someone who actually isn't you. That thing that's really holding you back right now, that relationship, whatever it is, it's true. You're meant to be out there doing something much greater, much bigger. And there is a creation inside of you waiting to come out, but it's not going to happen sitting there, you know, scrolling through Instagram, hating yourself because you don't look like those Victoria's Secret models. Or because you don't have as many followers or get as many likes as that other person. Or because, you know, comparing ourselves to all these other people. And then, of course, we mistakenly think that that other person, they have it all together. So they feel amazing. That shit's not true either. I think even when you are on the other side, or it's not even the other side. We're all on the, on the same side of this, but we think it's the other side. Like even that, you know, person who looks like they have the perfect body or the perfect job and they're so successful and they're smiling in all their social media pictures and they're so perfect. Like that person feels the same way, except they're kidding themselves on a bigger scale. So it's going to be even like that fall from, <laughs> from thinking that, you know, faking it, like we have everything together to realizing that actually I'm not happy. Actually, I don't actually, you know, it's going to be a harder fall when we put ourselves on a big pedestal of, hey, I'm, I'm a little better than anybody else, which isn't true. And all of us, including the super successful, the super rich, the super abundant, the super pretty, the perfect body, whatever that means, we're all taught that we're not good enough the way we are. And every person out there has their own insecurities about that. We all suffer in totally similar ways. And then, of course, you know, if we're not privileged to have this specific color skin or privileged to have this specific background or privileged to have this specific body type, we're going to have a way harder start in life. 
you know, I can look at myself. I'm a, I'm a fairly like, I don't know, I hate using the world like regular, but, or normal, but in society standards, like there's clothes, I can go into any store like H&M or whatever. There's always going to be clothes that fit me, right? There's people out there who literally like big brand chains and, and clothing stores don't even make clothes that fit a lot of people. It's totally absurd, but I'm considered to have this kind of normal or, you know, quote unquote, good body. I don't struggle with my weight. I am blonde. I am white. I'm born in Sweden. You know, my my parents, my dad was well off. Like I have a lot of privilege in my life. You know, I grew up, even since I was a teenager, people would tell me I'm so beautiful. And I heard that a lot. And Rachel's so pretty and blah, blah, blah. Still, I fucking hated myself. <laughs> Right? I really, really, really have spent a lot of years in my life hating myself. And I can look back at pictures of myself from like being a young teenager, being so, so thin, so skinny. I could, my today's version of Rachel, I could pick up myself with one hand. Like I, I weighed nothing. And I thought I was fat. I was, you know, 48 kilos. And you know, that, what's that? 80 pounds, 85 pounds. 90 pounds. I thought I was overweight when I was 90 pounds. <laughs> I, I thought I had to lose weight. I thought I had to change something. I was, you know, sucking my stomach in when I walked into school. I was patting my bra. I was wearing tons of makeup, like trying to change myself, looking at pictures of celebrities who I wanted to look like. Like I would, whenever I, I would, you know, try, try and try and try and try and try because I never felt like I was good enough right? So imagine then being in a body that society really has told, like, this is not acceptable, like a bigger body or anything else, that this is absolutely not okay. Then how the fuck are we supposed to get out there into the world and make a good life for ourselves when we are fighting this uphill battle all the time? And this, of course, is especially true for women, but for men, for all of us. And who actually gains anything from this kind of society, from this kind of world? Well, yeah, of course, those big companies and big brands that sell you all the stuff that, you know, they tell you that you need, that sell you the clothes, that sell you the makeup, that sell you the weight loss, detox teas and weight loss lollipops and weight loss this and, and, you know, freaking weight watchers and, you know, trying to tell kids to diet. Okay, I'm rambling now a little bit because I'm getting a little bit upset. But getting back to the point of finding that fire inside of ourselves where we have this absolutely badass unique ability to create something unbelievable right and there's that work of art inside of you whether it's that amazing business like startup idea or an invention or some piece of art or the book you want to write or the blog you want to start or the podcast you want to do or that new like thing you want to learn and become whatever it is it's in there but it's going to be so much harder finding it and making your way to that when you're listening to what everybody else tells you about you. So the practice that we have to drop into, and I mean, I wish we could find this much earlier in life that we didn't have to go through kind of half or a third of a lifetime, go through all this heavy stuff and then be forced into a realization of, oh my God, I can't live like this anymore and then change. Like I wish we were brought up this way. But what we have to do is we have to have this constant daily practice of telling ourselves otherwise, right? Of doing the things that we know actually make us feel really, really good. Of having a practice of speaking our fears, our insecurities, our pain, all of those things, of speaking that out loud. When I was 12, 13, 14, and I had all those thoughts of, I am so fat, I am so ugly, I never told a soul, 
right? I would go to school and put on this really brave face and I looked super cool and had all this makeup and all, I was so insecure. Every single one of my friends felt the same. We never spoke about it. It wasn't like we would meet up all of us girls, be like, oh my God, actually, I really feel like I don't belong here, <laughs> you know? And can you imagine being 13 years old, totally fearful, insecure, be able to say that out loud and then have people around you go, oh my God, me too. Oh my God, me too. Oh my God, me too. I feel the same way. And suddenly realizing like, oh, I, I'm not alone in this. Oh, actually, everybody else feels this way and how we're treating each other and talking to each other and treating ourselves are reflections of that same feeling that we all have that's you know magnified during this specific time of our lives like imagine if we had that vulnerability if we had that space held for us to actually speak that out loud it's so fucking important and having that practice now as adults of getting to the bottom of why we feel the way we feel, sharing the stuff that's really hard and not getting caught up. That's the most dangerous part of this whole online Instagram thing. Not getting caught up in this idea of, oh, wait, I have to do this way. I have to do my thing the same way all those successful people are doing over there. I have to look like that. I have to use that app, put that filter on, lose that weight, fake it, fake it, fake it, fake it. Everything's great. Another sunny day. Perfect. You know, no fuck that shit. <laughs> be real. <laughs> be genuine. Be yourself. It's such a, I know it's such a cliche, like be yourself. Everyone else is taken, but it's so fucking needed. Every time I see anyone share something authentic online, it makes me take this huge breath and like my shoulders drop and I just go, oh, thank God. You are listening to the Yoga Girl podcast, conversations from the heart. Hiring is challenging. Trust me, I know. Running different businesses in different places makes it especially hard. But for any business, there's one place you can go where hiring is made simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. ZipRecruiter sends your job posting to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. A few simple clicks and you're all done. But ZipRecruiter's work doesn't even stop there. With their powerful matching technology, they scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and then they invite them to apply to your job. This has changed everything. Now you can be sure qualified people will actually see your posting. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never ever miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Get people you trust in less time so you can focus on more important things like actually running your business. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Y-O-G-A. ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We have a responsibility for younger people who are actually, you know, growing up with these phones in their faces all the time. You have an opportunity to actually set a different kind of example for our kids coming set an example for their kids I don't want my daughter growing up thinking that she's not good enough the way she is and that works doesn't start with me telling her that she's good enough it starts with me acting like I'm good enough me taking that action of never ever ever speaking negatively about myself not just in front of her but in front of anybody of not dieting of not picking my body apart all the time of not listening to those hundred people telling me every day that what I'm doing isn't good enough but staying really clear and focused on what I'm here to do, which is going to change, right? 
Some of us are lucky enough that we have that one thing that we do and that's our thing, right? But for a lot of us, it's not going to be the same thing right now as it's going to be in three years or five years or 10 years from now. That purpose, that creation, whatever it is, it's going to morph and become something else and something different. But it's your responsibility to anchor into that fire that fuels you, you know, that keeps you inspired, that keeps you motivated, that keeps you moving forward all the time and listen to your inner voice more than you listen to everybody else's because that inner voice it's never going to steer you the wrong place it's going to take you where you need to go and it's going to be telling you the truth and the truth in case you need to hear it right now is that you are so fucking capable <laughs> it's 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 almost laughable it's like the moment we realize how capable we are it's it's almost like a great cosmic joke of ha huh, how is it possible that <laughs> that I ever was kidding myself into thinking that I couldn't, that that voice of doubt could be so loud in the back of my head? You are so capable, so capable, so capable, so capable. And that thing that you really want to do, you have the power to pull it off. You do. And it's in there. It's already inside of you. It's already, you know, there's a version of you somewhere having already created this. Energetically, it's done. And so it is. It's done. It's done. It's up to you now just to put the pieces together and birth it out into the world. And once you put yourself in the way of that creation, once you set out on that path and you feel that fire inside, that's when everything in your life is going to fall into place. And suddenly you'll find yourself affirming to yourself that you're great, affirming to yourself that you're doing a good job, affirming to yourself that the thing you're creating is awesome. And automatically you're going to get that validation from yourself. You're not going to listen as much to all those other people, right? It's not going to be the first thing that you do, like, like me waking up, scrolling through Instagram, like who doesn't like me today? I can have that looking and I can have a really shitty day every day. Or I could have the looking of, mm, who does like me today? And then maybe I'll have a marginally better day that day, but it's not going to be nearly as good as me waking up in the morning, placing my hands to my heart going, mm, I like me today. I got this today. And knowing I don't even have to pick up my phone and check for anything good or bad, because I know I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I have a purpose in this life. It's really big. I'm creating something beautiful. I'm creating many beautiful things. They are worthy. I am worthy and I'm good enough the way I am. There's not a single thing about me that I have to change. How about we sit with that for a second? <laughs> I feel like I'm preaching right now. <laughs> but seriously, how about we sit with that for a second? There's not a single thing about you that you have to change. How does that feel? You can close your eyes, maybe repeat that to yourself. There's not a single thing about me that I have to change. You don't need to be thinner. You don't need to be more fit. You don't need to be different. You don't need to be prettier. You don't need to be different. Hmm. You don't have to change. Now that's a radical radical idea that we don't have to change that regardless of what all those other people outside of us are telling us that we don't have to change anything about who we are there's nothing that needs to be fixed that idea of 
once I've done this or once I've changed that or once I've lost those pounds or once I've, you know, can run that far or once I've made that money, once I've done something different, then I'll be happy. No. Happiness is now. Or whatever emotion you're looking for is found in the now. And if we're looking for real joy, that genuine happiness, it's not going to come from, you know, staring yourself in the mirror hard enough and restricting your diet intensely enough that you lose those five pounds. And then suddenly that unconditional, real, everlasting self-love all of a sudden appears. That self-love like doesn't give a shit about <laughs> what number the scale tells you when you step on it at all. That love, that true self-love is there regardless, even on the days when you fuck shit up. Even on the days when you fall way outside of your expectation of what you should have been doing, when you made that mistake, right? When you messed up really intensely, because we all do at times, even then you'll love yourself. Even then you'll be enough. That's the kind of life we should all aim for. That's the kind of love we should all aim for. And I can sense that the love I feel for my daughter, that there's nothing she could possibly do for that love to go away. There's nothing. There's, it's unimaginable. The love I feel for her, regardless of what choices she makes in life, the kind of person she becomes, whatever mistakes she makes, I will love her infinitely, endlessly, regardless. How about we take that love that we feel for our kids, for our parents, for our best friends, for our, you know, those people we love so much in life. How about we take that love and we bring it toward ourselves too? If they're worthy of our love, we are worthy of our love. Love yourself the way you love your kids. Love yourself the way you love your best friend and show up for yourself the way you show up for your best friend. So the next time you set out and you create that thing, you don't have to look for validation in other people. And even when you hear it, even when you hear criticism or people telling you that that's not great and it should be different, you can shrug your shoulders and go, oh, okay. It's interesting that you think of it that way. I actually think this is great. <laughs> or maybe this is a work in progress. Thanks for your feedback. <laughs> but at the end of the day, this is mine, right? This is mine. And we don't have to hold our breath waiting for that next person to tell us, good job. Yeah, because we'll know already. We got this. So I hope this has left you feeling inspired to go create something. And if you're in the midst of that creation, to really stay focused on why you're here, to really stay focused on what you're doing and not get lost in what anybody else tells you or anybody else perceives your creation. And for me, I'm taking this to heart, knowing and in the bottom of my, oh, really, I can feel it so strongly that I wrote the book I was meant to write. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> you guys, I wrote an amazing book. It's going to change people's lives. I wrote an amazing, amazing book. It's the, it's the best book I've ever written. <laughs> and uh, I would love it if you went and pre-ordered the book. We are two weeks away from my book launch, which terrifies me to no end. And I'm so, 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 so excited for you to read it. It's the book of the century. It's awesome. <laughs> it feels so good to say that. I don't have to hold back please go buy my book. It will change your life to loveandletgo.com. You can pre-order the book. I super appreciate it. I hope I'll get to squeeze and hug as many of you as possible in person. I have a 
long book tour ahead. We're going to uh, Ridgewood, New Jersey, Manasquan, New Jersey, Madison, Connecticut, Austin, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, San Francisco, California, Los Angeles, Miami, and of course, New York City. Our first ever live podcast recording. It's going to be a seated practice. We are going to practice some yoga. We're going to meditate, journal, really get into that creation of what we're dreaming of, right? That manifestation of what's inside of you, tapping into that fuel, that fire. This is an evening that's going to mega inspire you and get you going and remind you that you're not alone. Join me September 21st at Town Hall in New York City um, or any of the other places. I cannot wait to hug you in person. Thank you so much for listening. Go do that thing now. (laughs) Go do it. You got this. You're a badass. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Of course, don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work, and thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Bob's Red Mill, Osea, and Bark and ZipRecruiter. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.